Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. and welcome back to Here for the Right Reasons. I'm your host, Sarah Heron, and for the first time in seven months, I feel like myself because The Bachelorette is back. And on today's show, you're going to hear directly from Claire Crowley about the premiere and what's to come on this doozy of a season. My coworker, Us Weekly Entertainment editor, Emily Longretta, spoke to Claire on premiere day, and she's also here to break down the show with me. Hello, Emily. Sarah, I'm so happy this is back, mostly because I feel like you've been waiting for 84 years like the rest of us. Honestly, every week I would wake up and be like, who can I try to talk to on this podcast? What can I try to bring back? What drama can we ignite? Um, And now ABC's doing it for me. And we had so many questions. Some were answered. Some have gotten more confusing based on Claire's answers, but you're going to hear some of those. But first of all, just tell me, one, what your initial thoughts of the premiere were about Claire, about talking to Claire. Like, just give it to me. I will say overall initial thoughts were, I really like her. I think that people were very hesitant about her because we've seen a lot of ups and downs of her over the years. I think that ABC is leaning, as we kind of assumed they would, right into the pandemic of it all, which I know we're going to get into, but I think that was a little bit <laughs> a little bit overdone on the premiere, if I may yeah. say, um, which I get because, of course, you know, we are in that time, uh, but Overall, I think that she's going to be a good bachelorette, regardless of what the drama is, all of that stuff. I think there was a lot of advantages of her being able to Google the guys ahead of time. Um, But I like her no BS attitude. I think that that's going to go go a long way. I think so, too. I mean, she definitely fits in with kind of like the bachelorette pattern we're seeing in recent years, like ever since. And nothing against like I love a Des. I love an Ashley, like super sweet. Like they definitely had their moments, but kind of and like Emily Maynard a little bit more on the softer side. And then after like Andy Dorfman on with Caitlin, Rachel, Hannah, like I feel like they were maybe picking more outspoken women. And Claire, I think definitely goes into that category. And I also think they did a good job because as someone who's been watching the show for a long time, I didn't laugh at Claire, but I always associated Claire with like the girl who, you know, showed up pregnant on night one in Juan Pablo season as a joke. The girl who talked to a raccoon on Paradise. Mm -hmm. The girl who got engaged on Bachelor Winter Games, which we will get to because I'm really angry about that whole thing. (laughs) Um, And now on the premiere, I thought they did a really good job of showing the softer side of her. You know, she lost her dad at a young age. Her mom is sick. She's really serious about finding someone, but she's also confident in herself. She's 39, which they told us 55 times. And I I think that that was a nice side of her to see. Yeah, I would 100% agree. Because like you said, like we did laugh at her, not laugh at her, but like she was one of the people who would like always be a punchline in Bachelor Mm -hmm. Nation. 
And like the raccoon thing was exactly how they leaned into it on, on Bachelor in Paradise. And this whole thing that she was like, quote unquote, old and trying to find love, which like is insane to me because like in what world is 39 old? I'm so confused. Um, in Bachelor but, world. <laughs> in Bachelor world, I guess. In the same world that like had to tell us Colton was a virgin 345 times. That's the world that, <laughs> that the 39 is old. It's a skewed reality for a lot of reasons, including age, which I thought was interesting. Um, a lot of the guys, it seemed like between 29 and 31 was like the sweet spot, which is, you know, 10 years isn't crazy, but I wouldn't say I was like overly shocked by older men. Like there was, I was expecting some more like salt and pepper vibes, but we didn't get any of those. Yeah. I was like highly disappointed. You know that I am looking for some, some salt and pepper. Like I love, I love an old sophisticated man. Um, and <laughs> didn't get much of that. I mean, 29, like I would say if I was on and I like 10 years younger would not be an option for me. Like, so I just feel like that's wild. Yeah. I think she must've had to know, which is just crazier to think about. Cause we know that they recast most of these people to try to like get to fight back the criticism they were getting. So like, I can't even remember the original cast from May, but they must've been really young. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, I remember there were guys like 23 and it's like, in what not not only are 23 year olds not ready to get married and have children they're definitely not ready to have get married and have children to a 39 year old yeah no no um okay let's jump right into the episode so we had about maybe 20 30 minutes of coronavirus footage i felt like i was watching maybe the intro to like a hallmark movie that was about love and corona times a lot of claire staring out the window and wanting to go outside um which i guess was relatable question mark but I really feel like they just did that whole thing to try to show us what, like, prove to us that they took the precautions because like, obviously it's controversial. Well, relatable, but also, like, we've all been doing it. We know that you're, like, she's like, oh, day 22, I'm laying in bed. Am I going to sit on the couch? Like, yeah, we know. We've all been doing the same thing. We don't need to see it for half an hour. And I also wish, I think I would have been more inclined to, like, watch it for as long as it was if we weren't still doing a version of it right now. So it's like, she's like, oh, day 22. I'm like, I remember when I used to count the days of quarantine. I've lost count for sure by now. You're like, most of us are still in it. So <laughs> I know she was in this bubble with these guys, but like, okay, we're still doing this. Right. They also loved this narrative of the guys like taking the extra step to quarantine for Claire, which that's one way to look at it. I more looked at it like, oh, they're going to get out of their house and get a free vacation and trip to Palm Springs and a potential influencing career because they found the one production that's in Hollywood that started up again. Literally. And they're like, oh, we're doing this for you, Claire. I'm like, are you? Like, also, who wouldn't take the chance, regardless if it's Bachelor or Bachelorette, whatever it is, like right now, here, here's a free vacation that we can guarantee is going to be safe and you'll be in a bubble. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying it was just a funny narrative that they were presenting. It's like they jumped through hoops to get to Palm Springs to be there for Claire. And it's like, no, they were given all these amazing options to get to go film a show and and yeah, get a free vacation that guaranteed safe because if something happened, there would be a major issue. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was very, I, was, I wasn't annoyed, honestly. I was just more like, this is laughable. Like, let's not pretend this is like, oh, we're going through, we're going through a war for you, Claire. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, no. My favorite part of it was when they would get their coronavirus test results. And it was like, you are negative. It was like, you are not the father. You do not have syphilis. Like, it was like set up. <laughs> it was so dramatic. And they came and knocked on the door. Like, I was half expecting, like, like Claire to be there at the end when they came and knocked on the door. That was, like, kind of what I thought. Maybe they would mix it up and do that. Um, Chris delivering the results to Claire was also, like, the most dramatic. Like, keeping a distance. Like, you are. Yeah. 
coronavirus free. <laughs> like you are the weakest the world we live in. That's the world we live in. It was so bizarre, but again, like just necessary, I guess, to show us all of it. Um, and I think it, it's interesting just because we know now when like there's going to be other Bachelor people coming in and out of the show um, since they're teasing like people hosting and the taste of it all, which we'll get to. So I'm like, are they going to show us them quarantining for two weeks and taking tests? I don't think so. Right, like sitting in a bathtub, playing chess alone. Like right. things like that. Are we going to see that happening with like Ashley I? Like I don't, I doubt it. <laughs> I, somehow I don't think she put her life on pause for two weeks to host the state. Maybe it was like a rapid test was happening then. Like, But there, it's a weird thing to like get so hyped up about it. And then now we're probably going to ignore it. But whatever. We don't know. We, we can't, we can't say, I guess. We can't predict the future. No, we can't. We certainly cannot. Um, and I also just felt like all the footage of all the guys are killing time. Like my first thought one was like, Usually we know they don't give them a phone or a TV or a book or a magazine or anything. So I wonder if they bent the rules on that because imagine two weeks of quarantine without like your cell phone. I feel, well, I do think they took away their cell phones. I think they were able to watch TV is from what I had heard. But like, that's true. I mean, I would go crazy like sitting in that room. I mean, yes, you're at Palm Springs, but the way it seemed like they couldn't even go outside is what it seemed like because when they did get tested, when they did test negative, they were like running through the pastures of La Quinta. So I I don't know if they were stuck in that little hotel room. And by little, I mean like a suite. Yeah, totally. Have you ever seen the movie Tangled? Yes. Okay. With like when Rapunzel finally comes out of her tower and sings, when will my life begin the reprise? She's like rolling around and she's like, whatever. That was the vibe I was getting. That was 100% it. I will say I was very impressed with Yosef being able to efficiently use a steamer. He was steaming all of his clothes in the room. And I was like, that's impressive. Not all men know how to do that or women, to be honest. I had to look up a YouTube video last weekend because I was at a shoot and I was like, I haven't steamed my clothes in 10 years since I was an intern at Elle Magazine. I don't know how to do this. And I looked up a YouTube video. It was very simple, but I didn't know. So kudos to him. That is so funny. Um, yeah, part of me was like, I don't want to see any of this. Another part of me was like, I wouldn't mind like a web spinoff of like the un- <laughs> un- footage because they, they probably like Big Brother like had cameras in their room. Like I'd like to see maybe some of them losing it or going crazy or talking to themselves. So maybe I do want like a spinoff of the men in the queue. I don't know. <laughs> the men in the queue. <laughs> just, I'm just workshopping here. Um, but before we jump into their intros, I did want to just touch on how they introduced us to Claire. Like we said, you know, we we learned more about her mom and her family, which was great. And they also did like a brief look back at her bachelor history. So of course we saw for about the 20th time, her and Juan Pablo breaking up. Then we saw minor clips of her, you know, getting emotional and not finding love on Bachelor in Paradise seasons one and two. But then they just decided not to include anything about the fact that she went on Bachelor Winter Games in 2018. And she was in like a love triangle with Benoit and someone whose name I can't even remember because he's not relevant anymore. And on the live reunion, Benoit and Claire, who had reconnected post-filming, got engaged and were engaged for two months and broke up in April. And they just didn't mention it. And I immediately started screaming justice for Benoit at my TV. I was like, what's going on? Why are we rewriting history? I was like so offended because I felt like, why did you even show Paradise? Like, right. yeah, she had, but she wasn't like super memorable in Paradise besides like the raccoon conversation. And they didn't even show the raccoon. If that's true. <laughs> justice for the raccoon to be honest Um, what but I was like wait a minute she got engaged it wasn't like she was just like on bachelor winter games for a week and went home like no 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 no. she was 
yes, they didn't get engaged on the show, but they got engaged on a live after show. Like it's a success story for Bachelor. Granted, they broke up, but a lot of couples do. I was like, that's more memorable than everything she did on Paradise. I don't remember what I do remember because I had to look it up for something we wrote, but I hadn't even remembered who she had been on dates with in Paradise. Like there was nothing like memorable. She wasn't, I think it was like Jared and a few of the guys who were from older seasons because it was obviously a long time ago. But I was so confused. And there was a few takeaways I got from that. One, we know that Claire and Benoit are on good terms. So it wasn't like a shady thing. And two, part of me was like, maybe they wanted to make, like not make it seem like she was, this is her fifth time on the show. Cause like, it does look a little like bang, bang, bang. Yeah, I don't, yeah, we did. But I don't think that that would make sense because like showing her on three seasons of a show isn't any different than showing her on four seasons of a show. You know what I mean? So it's like, not like it was like, oh, she was on this one time and got her heart crushed by Juan Pablo. No, she was on Paradise two more times and then did win her game. So it's like, I feel like it didn't line up with the storyline if they were trying to go with that. Maybe if it was like, oh, they didn't want to show that she'd ever been engaged before. But again, I don't think that that's the case because like, as we'll get to Tasha, Tasha was married before. So like, that's the case. I just feel like with Nick Vile, they leaned in so hard with like, this is Nick's last shot. This is his six whatever time on the show. Like, this is it for Nick. Like, like he was going to, you know. Too, every time he comes back, like Chris Bukowski. Right, Chris Bukowski. Yeah, this they, love, time. they love leaning into that. So I was confused why they cut it out. And even if they didn't want to give us like the full thing, because we found out later from Benoit's Instagram that he actually shot something way back in March with Claire, like a catch-up lunch. Um, and like they do get along great. And maybe they didn't want to show that because it was filmed so long ago when things have, you know, moved on. But still, to not even throw it in there, like, oh, when I was on this show and whatever, even if they don't want to show us the proposal, like, it just didn't make sense. It felt like they were rewriting history, and and, and we found out apparently it's because they didn't have time. But like I said, we watched Claire stare, stare out a window for 30 seconds, and we can't see Benoit. We definitely had time. Like, that. to me, that is such a BS excuse. Like, there is no way that they did not have time to show that. I mean, we saw so much. Like, I, I also was just, even if it was a second of him, that wouldn't right. have taken that much time. I don't even need to see. I mean, I would have liked to see the footage of them talking and catching up because I think that's interesting. Me but too. even if they didn't want to show that, no acknowledgement makes it seem like they did it on purpose. And that is, becomes a bigger story. And maybe that's why we're talking about it. And maybe that was the reason. I don't trust these people. So I don't know. <laughs> We have no trust for Bachelor Nation. We did write up this morning the explanation of why it wasn't on the premiere. And fans are very interested. So maybe you're right. Maybe it was just so we would talk about it. Maybe. But I want justice for Benoit. I want him, if they do another, if they do like summer games, I want them to bring him on or even Paradise. Benoit for Bachelor, dare I say? Like, I'm ready. You're going in. I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very confused as to why. Because I think he was like, all I remember really is that like, they got in a really big fight because he didn't understand that they were supposed to meet in the hot tub and she wasn't there or something. Um, yeah. There's a lot of lack of communication there. Not a huge fan of that. But yes, I I agree that he should have appeared on this season. All right. I guess that's all the justice that really needs to be caught <laughs> out. Maybe they can bring him on at the end and they can like, or they can do an unaired footage or something. Maybe he doesn't need to be The Bachelor. He's a French Canadian though. You know, I just thought it was fun. Mix it up. Um, all right. Enough about Benoit. Sorry, everyone. Um, let's dive into the men of the hour, the two hours, which by the way, two hours, not three hours, so much smoother as a premiere. <laughs> I loved, I love a two hour. I mean, I love an hour to be honest with you, but we're in quarantine. Two hours. Yeah. I, I like two hours. Three hours, three hours is always like, okay, you're testing me and I give you so much. And now you're just like testing me. To be honest, three hours, I'm going to bed and watching the rest of this tomorrow morning. <laughs> 
Okay, so who stood out to you um, either in a good way or a bad way as far as the limo entrances? Which, first of all, I have to say, I got Bachelor Nation or Bachelor Mansion vibes at this resort with the spray painted, or not spray painted, the wet driveway, Chris Harrison. Like, it, I didn't feel like I was missing the mansion and I thought I would be. Um, I agree that I, I really thought that it was, it looked like the mansion. Like when I turned it, like if you turned it on and you had no idea what was happening, you would think it was the mansion for a few minutes. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, there was a couple things that really stood up for me. I would have to say that Kenny, because he is a boy band manager, but has boy band hair was something that was very memorable to me. Okay. And you know why? Because I think he's really adorable and I... (laughs) I think that's why I was into it. Um, Jason also to me was a red flag because he showed up with that baby bump. He thought it was really funny to do that because that's how Claire showed up on Juan Pablo season. But guess what? Claire on Juan Pablo season went really poorly and she had an awful experience. So why are you reminding her of that? That's so true. And it's not the same thing at all because obviously we know men like can't be pregnant. It just was like, and no one, if you, Claire's the, Juan Pablo season was a long time ago. So for people who like, they explained it eventually, but they didn't even get to it right away. Like at first, I feel like people must have been so confused. A hundred percent. Like it was so weird. Um, Tyler C. To me, uh, he showed up like sweaty, and I was confused because Bennett showed up in a winter white scarf. So what was the weather situation? Well, you know, the weather is actually so interesting because it was Palm Springs in July. So from what I know, that means it was hot as hell. Mm-hmm. And one, I have to say, I'm very impressed with Claire's makeup artist and the way they kept her. She didn't look sweaty at all. No. So good Not for her. Great. She was crushing it with her makeup game. Right. And then with the Bennett of it all, it just makes me dislike him even more because he felt the need to wear that pompous scarf and like make it a thing. The Harvard guy. Um, he's literally Werner from Legally Blonde. Like I want to punch him in the face. Um, and which is, you know, an irrational thing to say and his loafers or whatever. But the fact that he wore the scarf when it was a hundred degrees makes it even worse. A hundred percent makes it horrible. I was not into that at all. And I think like from afar, I was like, oh, he's attractive. But like, I don't even remember what his face looked like. Cause I was so distracted by the scarf. Exactly. Um, about Jay or who was the one? No, Jay was the one in the street jacket. I can't even like. Well, I was also like really uncomfortable the fact that he kept it on the whole night. Like take right. the street jacket off. Like I, uh, first of all, like making a joke about someone being crazy. Like it's 2020. Like let's not kid about that. You know, <laughs> I just I'm kind of like read the room. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. I, um, I also. I, I just didn't, I don't think that's funny at all. I also think like the person with the parachute, I don't even remember the name because I just didn't care that he was like, I already fell for you. Like, ugh. Damar, I think. Yeah, maybe. I, I. My thing is I'm like a little bit over it already. Like I'm over, I understand that it's part of Bachelor and Bachelor Nation, like Bachelor Nation intros are always going to be silly and have this thing, but like, I just think it's so cheesy. And like the show over the years has evolved so much. Like you had said before that like the women are these confident, like headstrong women now. And it's really focused on like, we really want this to be about finding love more than anything else. Yes, obviously it's a lot about drama, but like, can't we just kind of phase out those stupid costumes? Like, I don't, I don't need it. I guess like, I don't need it. Like, are people looking forward to night one to see that? I just feel like, to me, it reminds me of, like, the American Idol audition process when they show the really bad people in the beginning. It's just mm. unnecessary. Yeah, you know what's interesting? I see both sides of it because I think there is maybe an audience for that who likes night one the best. And I don't think those are necessarily the real 
fans of the show. Like they probably are people who tune in and out and watch it because Twitter's funny and the memes are funny, which that is definitely a one huge half of Bachelor Nation. It's for the funny. And sometimes it's funny and sometimes I'm like, this is really stupid. Why am I doing this? Um, but then the people who are more so like, oh, like let's get the show on the road. Um, I would say, yeah, like they were, they were really dumb. They, no one was really like funny and clever it, it, tonight or last night. Like it was like a little more silly. And I don't know if things were more awkward because people have been socially distancing and haven't been interacting right. with their loved ones. But I was like, I feel like so many people made me like cringy, like their interactions, like they forgetting to say their names. Like, yeah, it's like weird. Yes. They felt like uncomfortable in their own skin. But now that you say that, maybe that's true. Like you and I, and a lot of our colleagues have been talking every day on zoom, but like, if you don't work in an industry where you do that, like maybe these people literally haven't spoken to anyone in six months and they're yeah. like literally forgetting how to communicate. The only guy who I thought, I can't even remember his name. Um, I, I might've written it down, but the guy who brought her the flip flops because like it's going to be a long night. See, that's like a cute gesture. I think that doesn't get weird or creepy or like dumb. It's mm -hmm. like something like, and it's nothing super, super like personal. Like every girl, you know, can wear flip flops. Like it's not like, like even the shirt that Kenny had the dogs on the shirt, which was the boy yeah. band manager, which like you could say was cute, but it's also kind of creepy that like he had her dogs printed on a shirt. Like she liked it. And I guess creepy. like it's for the show. So you have to take it with a grain of salt. But I would have been like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Like what are you doing with that shirt now? Right. Yeah. yeah. Where is that shirt now? Yeah. Um, I also want to shout out to Brandon because he was like the real estate agent and he was the only one to kiss her on the cheek. And she pointed that out. I'm a big fan of people that kiss on the cheek. I like that a lot. That's a big attraction to me. So I think that that's a nice standout. He's also so cute. I've been like talking about how so I think charming. he looks like Jimmy Garoppolo and I've been in love with him for weeks. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to him. We didn't see a lot of him on no. the premiere, but she did notice that. I think he's cute. Um, and then Zach J with the fake like proposal fart machine thing, like get off get my out of here. Literally get out of here. How did you even get on the show? And she gave him a rose. <laughs> that literally, I would have been like, get back in the limo. Like, I know the big controversy was like, okay, Yosef or Tyler C. Or like, there was a few guys that are they going to get roses? But the fact that she just gave Zach J a rose and there was no like talk about it. I was like, this is the outrage here. I don't care about this other stuff. I'm mad that Zach J and Bennett both stuck around. That makes me question Claire. Here's my thing. She said this, and I know we're going to talk about this. She said on Kimmel, like that she did do a lot of Googling. So she knew like she literally, and not just Googled them. Like she talked about it. Like she actually went in and did like research on these guys. I don't blame her at all, to be to be honest. Um, so she knew like a lot more about them, which I think yeah. was honestly played a lot to her advantage because she didn't get the time to talk to everybody. So I feel like she knew in the back of her head, like, oh, okay, this guy's like a dog lover. This guy's a partier. Let me get out of here. You know, like I think that 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 probably played into it. So maybe Zach had like some great charm on his freaking Instagram. We have no idea. We haven't seen it. That's for sure. Yeah, I can't say I ran to look him up. I wasn't totally thrilled and impressed by his farting. Hey, no clue. Don't really um, care. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good segue though. Let's jump into the Google of it all because that'll lead us to Blake and then to Dale because so Claire, we know, okay, they came out with a lot of the names in March then it was suspended. They changed some of them. Some were consistent. And Claire has admitted pretty openly that she, you know, Googled them, looked them up on Instagram. Um, and the, one of the big things about the Dale of it all was that her hair salon was following Dale, or this is something I found, but her hair salon months ago was following Dale specifically. And I was like, that's weird. Why would, and maybe like her, she was using the hair salon as her way to stalk them and like changing it. But like, totally. that's not exactly like a Finsta. Right. No, people can easily just look up what hair salon she works. Like on. I did. <laughs> yeah. Like you did. 
and realize that she should have just made a fake Instagram. Like how is that? How, that's not hard to do. Yeah. So this is what she said um, during one of her interviews. She was like, there's nothing against the rules about going on social media. I feel like I would doing myself a disservice, disservice to not research them. He could be my future husband. I want to know what they're doing in their time off in quarantine. I want to know if they're keeping up and what type of content they're posting. Is it them partying? Is it them with a bunch of women or is it their family? And that's interesting. It's interesting to me because like Instagram isn't always who a person is. Like sometimes it's what you're putting out there. Like, and I always, I also feel like even on my Instagram, like I feel like some things I post obviously are all a piece of me, but that's not all who I am. So it's like, oh, so they post like two partying pictures. What if that's the two parties they've ever been to in their life? You know what I mean? You don't know that that means like an alcoholic, you know? So I just feel like I'm I'm very curious. I hope that she gives everybody a chance. Like that's kind of my thing. It's a double-edged sword because you are finding out things about them. They might want to hide or your social media says a lot about you. But it's also, and it's Corona, so maybe she means more the partying, like, are they out and not respecting the pandemic? Right. Because, you know, that would be pretty alarming. I don't think I'd be, like, super into a guy who was, like, you know, raging (laughs) during the pandemic. To wear a mask, yeah, of course. Right, yeah, like an anti-masker or something. I'd be like, right, you're out. Um, But it it is true. You don't want to, I mean, half the battle of social media is, like, it's the highlight reel. We don't want to judge people for it, but we also don't want to criticize them for what they do choose to share. Like, it's a weird thing. So it as much as it's almost an advantage, it's kind of a disadvantage, Mm -hmm. but I think it will potentially save her some heartache because if you look at someone, maybe like a Becca Kufrin who ended up with Garrett. And then even while the show was airing, he had that controversy of things he was liking and posting on Instagram that she didn't know until after the show aired. So maybe that would have stopped her or even a Jed who had a girl he was kind of seeing, which I loved. Claire had that drama with Yosef and Tyler C. Tyler C claiming that Yosef was being quote, reckless on Instagram and messaging girls before the season was starting. And they had some mutual friends or mutual followers or something. And he was accusing Yosef who of messaging women, which one, I don't really know if that's a crime, but Claire, I love my favorite part of when they brought her into it, which actually worked out in Tyler and Yosef's favor more than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, do you have someone who thinks they're your girlfriend? Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's a good line because that's the key in this bachelor stuff. They leave someone behind who then, maybe thinks that they're dating when they really weren't. You know? I didn't like that Yosef, first of all, I loved that immediately when the drama came up, she just went and got Tyler and was like, let's just deal with it now. I love that. I didn't like that when she, she was like, he, she was like, oh, are you texting the other girl? He didn't say no. True. Um, and then yes, her saying, well, do you have a girl that thinks she's your girlfriend? I just think it was a little weird that he didn't like deny it, but he said, you know, he cleared it up. For me, that was such a turnoff for both of them that I was like, I'm over both of you. Like, Yeah. Okay. So one, I was like, Yosef, stop playing the dad card. Like, I know you're a dad and that's great, but to immediately just be like, I have a daughter and I have to, you know, shut up, show, be a good influence for her and set an example. I was like, so why are you messaging girls on Instagram then? Or why are you on this reality show? (laughs) Exactly. Like, like just because your dad doesn't make you immediately a good guy. Like that's not, Yeah. Totally. It seemed irrelevant to the conversation, but he was quick to push that. And then when it came to the rose ceremony and it was between the two of them, it didn't shock me, I guess, that it was between the two of them, but I either thought both of them were going to go or both of them were going to stay to try to develop this feud. It's right. rare to be picking one over the other in the drama so early. Did you think that? Who right. Think like could have, that could have gone forward to be the two on one down the right. line. So yeah, I did agree with that. I was surprised to see that that wasn't um, a longer feud, but I feel like that means because there's so much drama coming on this season, they didn't need that. <laughs> true, true. But I guess they didn't know that then. But back to the social media before we, you know, really get into Dale. Um, Blake 
one of the Blake M's, which of course there's two Blake M's because why wouldn't there be? Quote unquote broke the rules, risked not coming on the show to reach out to Claire when she posted about having a bad day during this uh, hiatus. Um, And at first they kind of set it up like she was going to say, like, you broke the rules, get out of here. But instead she flipped it to thank you for risking this opportunity to check in on me because you care about me so much, which to me was like, first of all, this is the girl who loves the rules apparently and was tweeting like, get off your cameo accounts and respect the process. And she didn't reach out to the guys allegedly. So she's trying to respect the process. So were you surprised that she was like praising him? I was, yeah, I was actually really surprised, but I think it gave her the opportunity to show like whether or not it's true or not. That's, you know, kind of up for debate, but it's her chance to prove like, I didn't talk to anyone else over quarantine. Yeah. Like, I didn't reach out to anyone. The Also the edit of her it, making it seem like she's going to yell at him. She's going to get mad at him. And then like her being like, thank you so much. It ultimately him being her first kiss. Like I, I it was a very interesting edit. Um, but, it, but I do like Blake. I will say, like, yeah. I think it's sweet that he reached out to her. She explained it as, like, he reached out um, about her mom and obviously everything her mom's going through. And, like, as you guys will probably hear, I mean, when I spoke to her, I, I talked to her about Blake. And she said, like, I was just so taken back by that, like, by him being, like, risking it to reach out. He's not risking his life. Like, I, I, let's not, you know, <laughs> give him all this credit. But He's not a frontline worker. not a frontline worker um yeah I mean I think I think it was sweet and I think ultimately it ends up well with uh like I feel like Blake kind of got the benefit out of it yeah I think it was interesting I mean it would have been stupid I guess to harp too much on it I just wasn't sure where she was gonna go with it so yeah good for Blake I guess and I'm glad that you know but you're right I think that was also a way for them to segue into breaking the fourth wall of it all like oh like I could have talked to these guys I didn't Blake tried Mm-hmm. There it is. And his face was funny because he looked so nervous when she brought he it up. He was like, so scared. It was so yeah. good. Here for the Right Reasons is proudly sponsored by Nutrisystem. Nutrisystem is a leader in the weight loss industry, having helped millions of people lose weight over the course of more than 45 years. Do you feel like in these times of social distancing and working from home that weight gain has been creeping up on you with all the takeout and snacks? Let me tell you, you're not the only one. This is where Nutrisystem can help and get you back on track. The great thing about Nutrisystem is that it does all the calorie counting for you. The plans are designed by nutrition experts and provide you with the right balance of nutrients and the right amount of calories to help you lose weight safely. Nutrisystem is simple and convenient, and it's great getting delicious, filling meals delivered right to your door every week for way less than you would spend on takeout or delivery. And it's much healthier. All the meals are quick to prepare, and a delicious breakfast is as easy as grabbing a snack bar or a muffin on your way out the door. All you need to do is follow the perfectly portioned meal plan. It's reduced the stress of meal planning and shopping, and I'm eating so much better. There's a wide variety of recipes, and I save so much time as the meals come together quickly, which is less stressful and way less time-consuming than going to the grocery store. Nutrisystem has exceeded my expectations. My favorite foods are the NutriCrush protein and probiotic shake mix and the Italian sausage and turkey pepperoni pizza. And I can assure you that it's a great program for those looking to complete a plan to lose weight and stay healthy. Order Nutrisystem now. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash Us Weekly to get 50% off. Again, that's Nutrisystem.com slash U-S-W-E-E-K-L-Y to get 50% off. Now back to the show. All right, let's talk about Dale. Well, I guess this is a good segue into Dale because I'm going to say right now, I thought that her chemistry with Blake was very similar, if not a little bit better than with Dale. 
the kiss with Blake was better than the kiss with Dale. The kiss with Dale, he almost dodged it at first, but maybe he just didn't know if he was like allowed to kiss her right away. I, I don't know. He was like confused if she wanted to kiss or not. Like yeah. I, he was like, cause he was like, I'm nervous. I'm not nervous. It was weird. Like I, I don't really understand that. But um, I mean, yeah, we can rewind to their, to their meeting a little bit because the minute she saw him, I mean, she, she cle- I think it was like, she did all this research on paper and via his Instagram it looked like she was interested. So I think she was like, okay, well, let's see how I feel. She told me in the interview, like, oh, I wanted to make sure like our pheromones were like in intact when I met them. Oh, <laughs> and clearly they were because she was like, her body language was like drawn to him. Like she was like, so like into him. Like she, when he walked into the mansion, she like turned around, like wanting to follow him. It was really strange. Like I've never seen something like that. It did a little bit remind me of like Ashley I when she met Jared mm, that's interesting that is interesting and a little bit Jojo and Jordan not quite that extreme but Jojo definitely had like a reaction to Jordan right and we did know Jojo it was leaked to Jojo that Jordan was going to be on the season like Aaron Rodgers brother so maybe it's more so like they're part of the like rush is like knowing and waiting for that person because you know they're cute and you whatever are somewhat intrigued by them. And it's so you don't can't remember any of these guys' names. They're kind of just like faces. So seeing someone you might recognize or you were looking for, maybe that's part of like the rush. Cause she said, I feel like I just met my husband. I knew it. And I was like, does I knew it mean like you were waiting for him specifically? I knew it about Dale or did I knew it mean like I knew this process would work. Like it could be either of those. Interesting. I took it as like, I knew it because when I saw him on Instagram and all the research, I I knew that he seemed like the perfect one. And now that I've met him, I know it even more. Yes. Um, But Chris Harrison was was alarmed by her saying that because he just came out of the woodwork. Like, was he just hiding in the bushes waiting for, (laughs) because I think it was right there. I think it was kind of like, so, okay, set the scene. She meets Dale. She's got the butterflies and she's kind of talking to herself. She's like, I feel like I just met my husband. Oh my God. And the producers are going, Chris, Chris, we need you to get out here. Like, Claire, you need to either one, like see if Claire wants to talk about that more on camera. Cause we might need this footage. Cause let's be honest, if all this stuff didn't leak out, they definitely would not have concluded that because it would have spoiled the whole season. Right. And it still was more than I thought they were going to include. I'll be honest. Same. So they showed that. So they were like, all right, Chris, we either need her to expand and be like, are you sure? Like, do you know what you just said? Or to try to can make sure like keep her down. Like there's still a lot to go. There's still more guys to meet, like whatever. So I think they were in his ear, like, get out here. We need to figure out what the hell just happened because they've never seen anything like that. And so I think it could have been a pickup. Um, I think it could have been like, all right, she met all the guys, but like the biggest moment was her saying, I think I just met my husband. So like, Chris, we should pick back up and have her say like, like have her expand a little. I love a reality TV show conspiracy. Pickups are all, all the rage. Let me tell you, I feel like every reality show and every behind the scenes producer and star that I talk to is always like, oh yeah, we filmed that two weeks later. And I'm like, I'm shook. I can't handle it. That would be, I didn't even think of that. Wow. Mind blown. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Well, what we do know is we saw Claire and Dale bond over being empaths, which I was like, all right. Um, And they did bond more seriously about how Claire's mom is sick and she couldn't see her during Corona. And Dale has a sister who's sick and he couldn't see her over Corona, which that was a sweet moment. And that was like a a genuine connection and something more so than just like this bizarre love at first sight that we couldn't feel because only they can feel it. So it's hard to wrap your head around. Yeah. But clearly Dale posted on Instagram, the picture of them meeting and captioned it. I felt that. So I feel like, oh, there was definitely like something in the air there. Um, I will say from watching the show for so long, you don't always see the sparks. Like you said, like we don't feel it. 
I saw it. You can see it. Like, well, I've watched it obviously a couple times now, and especially like them talking for the first time when they're, like you said, connecting over like their family. And obviously, that's a really serious topic and like very emotional. So I think if someone can relate on that level, it's like um, it takes it to a next kind of a next level and enhances those feelings. So I feel like, I mean, I did feel it. And like, like I said, like when they kiss, like she reached for him, her hands were like wrapped around his neck and like, going down his neck while they were kissing. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is like a kiss you see on like episode five, not like 10 minutes after they met. Totally. Okay. So we don't really know what's going to happen. Technically speaking, we know (laughs) that Dale is clearly the front runner in this season. And in the footage, all the super tease they showed, the first two minutes of the show and the two last two minutes were actually my, kind of my favorite part. Like it was like electric seeing all the super tease, even though they yeah. did use some of the same clips, which proves that they don't have that much footage of Claire. Totally. They, they had to repeat it. Um, but we saw them in bed together, like full on naked, it seemed at least topless. And I was like, whoa, like this is like some fantasy suite action that we don't usually get on the show. So one, I want to know like what date that was or right. where they got that. And that's how we know that her connection with Dale was so much earlier, which I know she doesn't want to like confirm yet, but we know that because well, one, we've confirmed it, but also like they would never in a normal season show the people in bed together the faces of them because Mm -hmm. they would never they would show them like making out in bed obviously teasing that like the fantasy suite but they would never show that because then it reveals who makes it 10 weeks into the show right that's gonna be like two weeks two weeks from now we're gonna be talking about that moment (laughs) i know i screamed audible gasp and i mean it makes sense right they need us to root they need us to be invested which is why they're teasing that is dale here for the right reasons with the guys maybe they put that in their head to keep it interesting But ultimately, they need us to be rooting for Claire and Dale. Because if we're not rooting for Claire and Dale and for Claire to allegedly leave with him, then this whole season was a waste and we're mad and it's like the Peter Kelly of it all and we're, we turn on Claire. And they've been very protective of Claire. They want us to be yeah. team Claire. So that's why I think they're setting up in the preview. Like, I like Claire. Don't I mean, I like Dale. Don't come for me. Like, I know what I want. And that's the narrative because they need us to like him, which I spoke to Nick Vile about this a few weeks ago. He was like, I wonder what the music's going to be like. Are they going to present it like Dale ruined the show because she took Claire, he took Claire away or Claire like couldn't take you know, the guys. They're giving it the fairy tale edit. Yeah, they're gonna they're showing it that like she knew she was so head over heels in love that she couldn't fake it um, with the other guys, which uh, again I think has happened in over other seasons, and the people just have decided to just fake it through. I mean, we've talked to Colton multiple times about how when he knew it was Cassie, you know, I think that like a lot of them have that moment that they know. Obviously, for her, it's a little different because it was night one, but and that she had the chance to look him up beforehand. So that changes things a little bit. But I also found it was so interesting. So one thing that we we had confirmed a while ago, obviously, that she, like, quote, unquote, quit the show. I don't know if it really meant that she quit or if she just kind of, like, she realized she found the one, so she didn't want to continue. But we never confirmed that it was because she was with Dale. Like, we, right. you know, like, we had confirmed that, like, it was one of the men. We never stated that it was Dale. When she went on Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel was full on like, so you left the show with Dale? Yeah. And And Rachel Lindsay on Extra was similar. She was like, how's Dale? Like, I was like, oh. Yeah, going in. And so, I, you know, I I find it very interesting that, like, Claire's obviously doing her best not to spoil the end of the season or what happens in two weeks, whatever it is. Um, But it's already been kind of spoiled. Like, we know she's with, like, everybody knows that at this point. They're le- for, for a show that didn't acknowledge anything for two months, they leaned into it so much harder than I was expecting, which I appreciate. I like the transparency, but I think it's just, they must've had to make a game time decision. Like, do we want, cause the edit controls so much of it. Like it just does. Yeah. And like, do we want 
Clarendale to be this whirlwind romance? Or do we want it to be this like, oh, drama, they ruined the show? Exactly. Like we, they had to decide what angle they want. I mean, ultimately, like you said, the edit controls a lot and controls music to everything. How, yeah. Like it controls how we see everything. So I, I think that that's, it's, it's definitely interesting that they chose to go and lean into it. I think you're right though. They wanted us to root for them. And I mean, I'm rooting for them. So yeah, it's hard not to. I mean, they clearly had a connection and like, who am I to be like, you have to date these other 30 losers. Like, I don't know. I mean, the guys were like, geez, like a lot of them. Like I, I was expecting a better group of men. I will say. I thought for once the pictures I thought were better than the in-person. Literally. Oh, the pictures don't do them justice. I was kind of taken back. I was like, oh, we got some, got some weird I, I, I'm interested about it. And well, and the other thing is that she's still never confirmed the Taisha of it all. No right, one. So, yeah. Talking about Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel was like, so he went in. yeah, she was like, so Taisha took over. Like, do you know Taisha? She's like, I've never met Taisha. And he was like, well, like, who do you think she's going to pick of your rejects? And she was like, Jimmy, I'm the bachelorette. She was getting defensive. Which I appreciate because I, and I do think that the, I'm sure that producers were in her ear. Like you got to push back. Jimmy of course is ABC. So as a reminder, they knew she was they, he was going to do that, obviously, yeah, they, you know, and they were okay with it, um, which they would never be okay with any other season bringing up spoilers, but it's not a spoiler. This, it's, it's, it's fully out there. Like, so I think, and at the end of the trailer, they tease the limo opening up and someone else at the end of the episode in the trailer, like stepping out. Of course, they didn't show who it was. They showed one of the guys saying, are we getting a new Bachelorette now? <laughs> so I, I feel like it, they were teasing it as much as they possibly could. I guess showing Tasha would have been too far. Um, mm-hmm. But if I was Tasha, I'd be like, hello. <laughs> I almost me? feel bad for both Claire and Tasha because in, from Claire's perspective, like, yeah, Kimmel, it was funny. And it was funny to watch as a viewer and a fan of Bachelor Nation who yeah. wants answers. But like, they're setting her up to be like, she knows she can't answer the questions and it's her own network that she's working for, like pestering her. <laughs> Well, I think that was the point. She's done all these other interviews and like, I wasn't going to push too hard on her. I mean, I obviously asked about Dale and asked about like some of the rumors and like, if it's possible to actually fall in love that quick and things yes. like that. But I think, you know, Kimmel was the only one that could do that because it was ABC, because they were like, you know what, let's push, let's go for it and see how she reacts and like have her, have her defend herself because it is her season. So we do want to focus on her. She has waited so long for this opportunity because so in that case, I kind of do feel bad that like all the questions are like about like, okay, well, what happens when you leave? True. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And I think that was one of the reasons ABC did stick so much to the Tasha. I mean, the Claire edits and um promos and stuff and the photo shoot yeah and they haven't seen Tasha yet I did an Instagram poll last night will Claire and Dale get married and my options were maybe or hell no and I was expecting a landslide hell no but we got 43% maybe and 57% hell no where do you fall I mean I'm definitely on the maybe spectrum even on more toward yes okay I I don't think she's going to go down without a fight. Like, I don't think she's going to split up a relationship unless like something big happens because she really wants to get married and she really wants to have a family, um, which I think is a good thing. I don't think that's anything not at her fault at all. Um, I think that's a good thing. And I think Dale equally, I don't know, Dale, I'm not trying to judge. I think he equally wants to be married and he likes Claire I also think he's very interested in becoming famous 
and that makes him, of course, of course, there's, you know, if he doesn't, that he could go on Paradise or he could yeah. do The Bachelor. I mean, you know, uh, but I think he really wants to be a success story on the show, too. Yeah. I mean, listen, everyone who goes on the show wants to be famous. So there's something to be said for that. I just think it needs to be the perfect balance of their pretend open to the possibility of falling in love, probably surprised by it because it's crazy. And, you know, oh, this could help my career. I think it's fine for this could help my career. There just needs to be an equal balance of both. And sometimes you meet people who are so delusional, like a Luke Parker, who we'll get to in one second, because I want to talk on his news. Or you get someone who's not there for any of the right reasons and only wants the fame. So you need a middle and maybe he's the perfect balance. Yeah, we'll see. maybe he is. I, I really liked, uh, I was actually, one thing I was surprised about with the edit was that we didn't see much of his like home life. That's True. something I really missed because you know how usually... This time it was all about like seeing what they were doing, sitting in their rooms by themselves. Mm-hmm. But usually it's them like at home packing and getting ready to leave. And like we saw him and I assume his sister packing up the car. Mm-hmm. But like other than that, we saw nothing else. Like I would have liked to yeah. see. Like, I miss. I never thought I would miss like the dramatic video of the guys like walking through their hometown explaining who they are. Like, yeah, I like that kind of stuff. So I even curious. like. Even like their jobs weren't as memorable because no one's working. Like I wanted to see the male grooming specialist studio. A hundred percent. Also, what is Dale's current job? He's like an entertainment model host. He's like a media company. He was on. So also there's like 75, 75 former NFL players. And most of them, I looked them up. I don't have the rosters, but they were basically on a few practice squads, which is impressive. They're good athletes, but they weren't exactly, you know, right. Aaron Rodgers out there. Like they weren't whatever. But so just they, because I always find it funny when the titles with the when the job title starts with former. Like right. I don't think I don't think I would like introduce myself like I'm Emily, former cashier. <laughs> totally. I'm Sarah, former babysitter, caretaker. <laughs> it's like, what, what's your current job? What are you? Why are you saying you're former? Anything? Like, Wait, it hints that like whatever you're doing now is like not fun or cool or, or like whatever. not a real thing. Like yeah. I feel like not fun is fine because like businessman isn't fun, but like at least you own a you work in a business. Like you have you're employed. You you have a job. You I would rather be unemployed than former something. Yeah, that's true. I just think they love leaning into the athlete thing because it's just like a lifestyle. Totally. But I'm pretty sure he owns a media company, has some sort of media that he does, and he wants to be, like, a host model thing. Yeah, I can see that. So an influencer is what you're saying. Yeah, and, like, same. So call me, Dale. We can start a show. You can be my new co-host. So before we hear your Claire interview, which I'm so excited for our listeners to hear because it was so cool that you got a chance to talk to her, I just wanted to do some quick Bachelor Nation news because Luke Parker, this is your warning to all the Bachelor contestants who I know are listening to this because they want our hot takes. Luke, who was on Hannah's Brown season of The Bachelorette, villain, you can't forget him, the guy who went from I love you on day two to slut shaming, um, has been sued by producers and N- um, NZK Productions, which produces the show. Um, they took legal action against him earlier this year because he was doing unauthorized media pr- appearances before his contract was up. So when you're on The Bachelor, the day the finale airs for the entire next 365 days, you are not allowed to do press or kind of make your own schedule in the media without ABC's permission. That's what you understand of this, right? Yes, 100%. Because And from the press side, we can confirm that because for those listening, like anytime we want to interview someone, even if they were on the show for episode one and got sent home, it doesn't matter. We still need to reach out to ABC to do that interview. So on my end, like I would never just reach out to like Bennett to do an interview because like, oh, they felt like, no, he's still under ABC contract. Right. So that's so, and I think there's been plenty of other people who maybe didn't follow the rules and got away with a slap on the wrist, but not Luke P because a judge, they have filed to enforce the um, 
a hundred thousand dollar judgment previously. Is that right? Is that right? Why are you yes. laughing? It's just funny. I'm just laughing oh, at it. Yes. I was like, am I reading wrong? Um, the hundred grand that he, um, the court previously approved on, they have filed to enforce it. So they want a hundred grand from Luke Parker. I just find it so hysterical because it also said further breach the conditions of his contract by speaking negatively about the show and its production. So in addition to not being able to do press, you cannot speak negatively about the show. So don't go on Instagram and slam the editors. I mean, it's one thing to be like, oh, that was just the editing. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. But to be like, F this production, not a good look. But <laughs> we've, we've definitely seen versions of this before. Absolutely. So the fact, and I mean, I guess they were trying to make an example out of him, maybe as they know the show gets more and more social media heavy that the guys are going to get more and more vocal or the girls about their edit. Yeah. So I mean, I think a hundred percent was a warning and using him as an example also because he was already a villain. It's kind of like, mm, um, because he looks so horrible on Hannah's season, mm-hmm. like shaming her. Um, but I also think, <laughs> I also think it's a very clear, like what you can and can't do and what you can and can't get away with. And I think we're going to be seeing a lot more people walk the line of that because we have seen it before. Like we've, we've been seeing it forever. And like you said, social media is becoming more and more and more. So it's like, it used to be very different where people would be like, well, who would I talk to? What would I do? Now the contestants and the lead are live tweeting their episodes. Mm-hmm. So like even the lead, I would be curious to see if, you know, Claire tweets like, that's not how it happened. And it's like, you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> you kind of sign your life away for a year. And it's interesting because it's not the year, it's not the day you left to film. It's the day the show stops airing, which is a key part of all of this. It's like a year and a half. It's a really I, long time to be yeah. It's a And a really, hundred really grand long. is a lot of money. Yeah, especially with these people who have former in front of their job titles. Luke Parker is paying Bachelor producers the same amount of money Lori Laughlin is paying for cheating on the for cheating to get her daughters into college. Just to put that into legal perspective, people, <laughs> our system is broken. It's so broken. It is wild, but also like, don't talk negatively about your job. I know you'd think like being banned from Bachelor in Paradise or the spinoffs would have been the punishment, not a hundred grand. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I like wh- who did he talk to that much that he was like I don't I don't get it. Like I'm just very very curious. I am too, but I mean Godspeed Luke P. I'm, I I reach out, but I don't want to cause any more problems. And before again before we get to Claire, Madison Pruitt, Peter's runner-up, almost rekindled love, big name earlier this year, has been spotted with um, Michael Porter Jr., who is on the Denver Nuggets. He's an NBA mm-hmm. actual NBA player. Actually right. plays Current, current athlete. He's only 22. Talented kid um, who has been, so his sister posted a picture with her boyfriend, Madison and Michael and was like double date. And Madison's like, love you. And they've been spotted like all over the country, basically in the, the Midwest, touring the Midwest over the last couple days. I'm into it. Um, so at first I was like, oh my God, cute. Maddie got herself an NBA player here for it. And then I Googled him. <laughs> and we'll get you every time. Yeah, and this is what he had to say about coronavirus. Personally, I think coronavirus is being used, obviously, for a bigger agenda. It's being used for population control just in terms of being able to control masses of people. Because this virus, the whole world is being controlled. You're required to wear masks, and who knows what will happen when this vaccine comes out. You might have to get a vaccine in order to travel. That'd be crazy. I've never been vaccinated in my life. I've never had shots or anything. All right, well, Maddie needs to, like, wear a mask around this guy. (laughs) If she doesn't just break up with him, put a mask on. 
I'm very curious how he's never had a vaccine. Also, like you couldn't have gone to kindergarten without getting vaccines. Right. You literally can't. So <laughs> he just probably means he doesn't get a flu shot. That he doesn't mean like he's never had been fine, but that's very different than saying that. I'm also, you know, the NBA is in a bubble, and like NBA, it's the big joke that like they're doing it the right way because no one on the NBA is getting it is getting sick. Um, the NBA needs to keep their eye on him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the season's over now, so maybe I don't know when he said this, but if he was still playing at the time, like I hope there was drama because this is insane. I don't know if he's apologized. I, I don't even know, but I just like the fact that I Googled him, I was so excited. I'm like, oh my God, she got herself a cute, she played basketball at Auburn. Like it totally. seemed to work. And then I was like, are you kidding me? He doesn't believe in coronavirus. Like what is He's this? also an infant. So like, can she, yeah. I just can't with these girls dating 22 and 23 year olds. Like date a man. Yeah. She's like 25. So that's kind of weird. Now, I mean, he's not, but he, I guess the, the athlete, like elevated lifestyle, he's not exactly like fresh out of college. Like he's been in the NBA for a few years. I don't care. Men, they're obviously the male perspective is so much younger than the women. We've talked about this before that it's like a seven year difference. So it's like, I'm sorry. He's a child. <laughs> well, I'll be watching them. If he doesn't block me on Instagram, I'll be watching them to see where they Sarah, where they eye on him and like create a fake Insta so that you can follow these bachelor people who some for some reason don't want you. I know I need to. I really need to. Um, but speaking of older men and dating and ages and stuff, intro your and talk with Claire. Give people what they're gonna hear and um yeah. Yeah, so I was really excited to talk to Claire just hours before the premiere aired. Uh we talked all about Dale, about what she felt. She tried to put it into words which is very interesting um, how she explained that we talked about whether or not she has any regrets this season um, and how she feels about her age being front and center, which I felt was very interesting. So I'm very excited to share my interview. All right, here's Claire. Obviously being quarantined beforehand has changed some of our perspectives on life. Um, how was, how did it affect your mindset going into filming kind of for the second time? Yeah, it was, it was a little, a little nerve wracking in the unknown, but to be able to um, still just take part in this was overall like the end goal. So it was one of those light at the end of the tunnel moments for me. Absolutely. Um, are you nervous at all re to rewatch when it airs or are you like excited? How are you feeling before? I'm excited to watch it because a lot of the times you're caught up in the moment yeah. and it's I think such a gift to be able to go, oh yeah, I didn't remember that. Or you catch these that you're like, I didn't know about that, or I didn't know he said that, or you get in the, you get inside their brains and what they're actually thinking and feeling. So it's, it's definitely something to be excited to rewatch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you, how do you think that being quarantined beforehand affected your bachelorette experience the most? I mean, obviously we're in a different location. There's no traveling, things like that. But how do you think that, what do you think the biggest effect was? For me personally, quarantine gave me so much time to reflect and to actually stop take a breath, take a long breath, um, and reevaluate over and over again what exactly and hone in on what I'm looking for. So I had a clear direction of what I wanted and what I didn't want. Mm -hmm. And I mean, obviously in the first episode, we see that you connect with Dale from the second you see him and you say, you know, for the first time you feel something that you didn't. What was it about him? Like what kind of attracted you to him that you hadn't felt before? You basically, sorry, my battery just went below 10%. Uh, God, I love it. Um, you basically, I don't know, it was breathtaking. It was one of those moments where you don't know it until you experience it, what exactly that feeling is. And I still can't put it into words what that feeling is though, but it was when your body has that 
kind of like goosebumpy reaction to things just takes your breath away. Did you believe in love at first sight before that? I knew it existed. I never had experienced it. So I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know what it felt like. It could may have not been a thing, but I believed in it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, it feels like, it seems like you kind of experienced it. I mean, saying everything else went dark, I think is a good way to explain it. <laughs> that kind of makes sense. And then during the first episode, you also talked to Blake and you thanked him for reaching out to you, which I thought was so sweet and kind of how, how important it was for you. What was that like? Yeah. Were you nervous because that was breaking the rules a bit? Um, I know that there are these rules that we have to abide by and, and it's out of respect for the process and it actually helps the process when you don't have communication beforehand. Um, and there's no preconceived notions or anything like that, but this season was just so unique in itself that I think everything kind of went out the window as the further along as things went. Um, but the reason he reached out was, I mean, warmed my heart. You could tell. And, and the reason he did it was for my mom. And I would never in a million years be mad at anybody who had that as their core reason for reaching out. Break all the rules you want, I told him. For, if that's your goal in that, break all the rules. Yeah, absolutely. Rules are meant to be broken. <laughs> <laughs> um, was it tough for you? I mean, because you were the first bachelorette to ever have, be able to see the list of names beforehand. Was it tough? I mean, I know you said you Googled them. Who wouldn't? Was it tough? Yeah, right? Pulled back from not reaching out? Did you like get tempted a little? No, no, no. There was never, never a moment where I was going to reach out or I wanted to reach out because I knew that this was going to happen eventually where I was going to get the chance to meet these guys. And I didn't want to kind of prejudge anybody and shoot myself in the foot by having these conversations and putting that at risk. Mm -hmm. um, Cause it's like, you only really know when you meet them in person and can actually be around their pheromones and see them in person to know, do we have that connection? So if I was to start something up with a guy beforehand it would just be doing myself a disservice. Cause like, what if that, I'd be putting it all on the line for that. I mean, that makes no sense to me. Yeah. And you've done this before. So you clearly trust the process enough to want yeah. to do this, so. And that, that's exactly it. I have this opportunity and I didn't want to blow it and didn't want to not appreciate what it was. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, do you, obviously there are some shakeups this season that we've heard about, which we'll see. Uh, do you feel like the way that your season went changed the way future seasons could go? I really do hope that it does change, change the way future seasons do go because um, when you follow your gut, and you stick to that, you can't regret anything. Um, you honor yourself, you honor your truths. That's something we all should be doing. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And we see uh, at, at the end of the first episode in the trailer that, you know, Chris Harrison obviously talking to you about everything and that's happening and kind of talking to the guys and preparing them for everything that's going to happen. Um, hmm. How was your relationship with Chris grown? Because I would assume it was a little bit of, he seemed to be giving you a little bit of tough love. No, there was no, I mean, Chris has nothing but the best interest for um, our friendship for me as the bachelorette. His, his part in all this is to guide and to kind of give encouragement and to, to support. Um, it's not to cast judgment and to do any of that kind of stuff. So um, whether it seemed like tough love or not, I think it was just one of those, um, what his intentions were by what he said. Right. Definitely. I mean, he didn't know how to deal with it either. Real life is real life. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything about your experience you would change or do you kind of live in a like no regrets world? 
I live in a no regrets world. Um, I cannot cannot say enough how much I appreciate even all the good stuff, the bad stuff, everything in between. This is part of life is going through and just taking the steps to, to do this, whether or not you stumble, whether or not you get nervous or have those weak, hard moments, just doing it in itself is, um, you can't regret that. We also see that you call someone out for, you know, pointing out that you're the oldest bachelorette, like that's a bad thing. Um, <laughs> every season there's, you know, the league has something, whether it's the Virgin or the oldest bachelorette or something we saw it with like the Miss Robinson poster. How did you feel about that becoming the focus? Was that okay with you? Um, I don't know. I, I think I've always looked at it as not a negative thing. So however people want to interpret it, I look at it as such an empowering moment and such an empowering opportunity to show that women my age, people my age aren't settling for this cookie cutter life that's old school way of thinking, that's an old view. Um, and now coming into their own and owning their truth and, and not settling for anything less than what they want. Yeah, absolutely. I love that message. Um, one thing that a lot of the leads have said throughout the years is that, you know, when they take on the front role, it makes them look back on their experience as a contestant and kind of see things a little differently. Do you feel that way now? I mean, I know you've spoken out about how you feel about your time on that season, but does it kind of yeah. relate to what had happened then? Yes. Oh, totally. I, I always knew one thing that I wanted to do for these guys was to make sure that they knew how much I appreciated them, what they gave up to be there and really valued our time together. So if it meant going later into the night, longer rose ceremonies, more time together, I really was going to invest in talking to these guys and getting to know these guys. I love that. That's so cool. Um, obviously there are skeptics about being able, about the show in general, being able to fall so quickly. Um, what do you have to say to that? Because I think that that's something that, you know, every league kind of has to deal with in a way, but maybe yours is a little different. Yeah. My question would be to the people that are saying that and to the people that question it, what exactly is the formula for falling in love? Is there one way to do it? Is there one example of this is how it's done? So who are these people to decide how long it takes somebody to fall in love? Is it a week? Is it a month? Is it a year? Is it two years? I know people that have been together for four years that are still not married, that are still not madly in love. They're just together out of convenience and that's what works for them. So how people fall in love and the amount of time that it happens or what the process is, it's not for anybody to really decide if there is a cookie cutter for that. Yeah. Absolutely. What, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned during this journey? The biggest lesson that I've learned, I would say, maybe it's not a lesson, but something that has been reconfirmed with me is that when you show up for yourself and when you show all the sides of yourself and put your heart on the line, your vulnerability, and you open up, um, some really beautiful things can come from that. And I think that goes along with showing all the good, all the bad, all just the human sides of you to know that you can be loved in spite of that. That's such, such I, I assume this is going to be a similar answer, but my last question is, you know, we saw you get your heart broken before. What advice mm -hmm. would you give to that, you know, girl back then who was hoping that she was with the one multiple times and realizing that it just wasn't right at that time? The advice I would probably give is 
don't let this person jade your perspective on love. Don't let this person's um, lack of tenderness depict what your heart is worthy of. So keep trying. Perfect. It worked out perfectly. So that's amazing. Thank you so much for chatting. I really appreciate it. I can't wait to watch. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelorette and Bachelor podcast. We will be back every week breaking down Claire's journey, her men, Taisha when she shows up, and of course, giving keeping you updated on any other Bachelor Nation drama. Maybe Luke Parker will, you know, get out of paying 100 grand. Maybe he won't. Either way, we'll let you know. So don't forget to like and subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes and tell your friends about this Bachelor podcast and come back next week for more.